0: I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion. You are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. This is Sports Call on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM on a Monday. J.J. with Tom, Brant, and Cam, all inside our studios here on South College Streets. We want to take this opportunity to go now to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on a good friend of the program, former host of this very show. He is the current radio play-by-play voice of the Auburn Tigers, our pal Andy Burcham, kind enough to join us. Andy, how are things going for you in your world? The time is greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining us, man.
1: My, my pleasure, J.J. War Eagle, gentlemen. War Eagle. Good to be with you on this pleasant monday afternoon
0: how's the summer been for you andy it's been
1: busy uh when you you make a trip that, that goes deep into the uh, postseason in baseball and believe me i'm not complaining yeah you, you 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 tend to lose a little bit of june uh and i just as soon have been there for one more week and uh, to see how that auburn baseball team did but uh looking forward to a little time uh, on the road coming up here some uh, some travel time with the family and then uh before we know it, media days next week and the start of practice in August and gearing up for the 2022 season.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun, that's for sure. We talk about the athletic year that just came to a close, and as you mentioned, it concluded with Auburn baseball there in Omaha. Talking about that baseball team in particular, when you reflect back, they won a game at the College World Series. All of a sudden, you know, they got to host a regional and dominated the field there, go all the way out to Corvallis, Oregon, and defeat Oregon State in that epic series. I mean, what are you going to remember about this baseball team, Andy? Boy,
1: that's a good question, you know. Um, I will remember two back-to-back series on the road in the regular season and winning those series at Texas A&M and at LSU, and that's I think when we got a glimpse of just how good this team could be because A&M ended up in Omaha and LSU uh, came, you know, within a game of winning that regional down at uh, at Southern Miss. But I-, I will never forget hosting that regional at Auburn and the great just the incredible atmosphere at Plainsman Park for the the three and a half days of that regional. And certainly Auburn's play and it's offensive explosion. And then one weekend later going to Oregon State and all the things that worked against Auburn, most of which was Oregon State itself and it had never lost a, a super regional or a regional championship at home. And the team staying an hour and 15 minutes away from Corvallis and all the things that worked against Auburn and yet Auburn was the team that came out of the number three seed national seed and advanced to Omaha and then I'll remember that win against Stanford uh, I was there in 97 when Auburn lost those two games to Stanford in that 97 World Series Auburn had been 0-4 against Stanford at the College World Series before that but on a blistering hot day in Omaha Nebraska it was Auburn that came out victorious. The two games it lost, it lost to two really good teams, the eventual national champ in Ole Miss and a really good Arkansas ball club. But, but those are a couple of the things that I will remember about this Auburn baseball team. Andy, uh, talking about this baseball team, one guy in particular, Sonny DeShera, uh, made a lot of noise, a lot of publicity uh, with his play this year. Uh, it looks like, obviously, probably going to only have him for the, just this year, where does he rank in kind of the pantheon of Auburn players that have come through this program? Well, it, it's a one-year deal for him. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's gone. I think there's no question that he's gone in the, in the draft coming up here in, a, in about a week or so. It, it's one of the greatest seasons, single seasons, we've ever seen at Auburn is from an offensive standpoint. When your name is mentioned with or surpassing Frank Thomas – Right. You, you've done something in Auburn baseball. And that's what Sonny DeShera did. He came within one home run of tying the Auburn single season home run record set by Hunter Morris in 2010. He came within a few walks of tying or breaking Frank Thomas's record for walks in a season. He surpassed Frank Thomas's best season of on base percentage. I mean, you're talking about the only Hall of Famer in SEC history and an SEC player of the year, one of only three, which now includes Sonny DeSheron's name on that list. So it, it's one of the great offensive seasons we've ever seen at Auburn. And I, by the way, I thought he was underrated as a first baseman as well. I thought he was very solid as Auburn's first baseman and was really good at scooping it out of the dirt, especially throws from from deep in the hole at short, and and at third base, I wish we'd been able to see Sonny D one more year. We all loved his walk-up music. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but I'm I'm grateful that we were able to watch Sonny and and have what was truly a a season to remember for Auburn baseball.
0: And now we're to the point where we're talking, uh, counting down the hours, counting down the days at this point until the Major League Baseball draft to see where a number of former Tigers on the diamond will be starting their professional baseball playing career. All right, so as we continue to recap the the year that just ended, Andy, we we look at the uh, basketball season. We also saw the highest-rated draft pick in Auburn Tigers men's basketball history. What a job Bruce Pearl uh, was able to do with this team winning the SEC championship. What stands out there for you?
1: Well, an SEC championship won. I mean, those haven't come very often for yeah. Auburn, but it's it's the third SEC championship under Bruce Pearl. Two in the regular season and one in the, the tournament. So, I mean, no Auburn coach has ever done that at, at Auburn. It was a year where, for a month, Auburn was the best team in basketball and had that number one ranking throughout January and February. And it was a season to watch... The greatest freshman in Auburn history in Jabari Smith, and probably the greatest sophomore in Auburn history, or eh, among the best sophomores in Auburn history, in in Walker Kessler, and both of those guys now were first round picks. Walker's bounced around a little bit before he actually gets to sign with the team, the Utah Jazz. We've been able to watch Jabari already uh, in the the summer league out in Las Vegas, uh, but listen, two first round picks. For Auburn basketball and that's along with Sharif Cooper and JT Thor two years ago that were in the, that were in the draft and Isaac Okoro and Chuma Okiki all of those guys under Bruce Pearl's regime uh, and so Auburn is becoming one of those programs now that is routinely sending players to the NBA and you couldn't say that in the past but that's what Bruce Pearl has done so those are among the things that I will remember Uh, About this Auburn basketball team, Uh, just the the winter months, January and February, were just special watching that Auburn team and what it did uh, during that time to get to that number one ranking. And yes, I think we would all have liked to see Auburn advance further in the NCAA tournament than it did, but it won an SEC regular season championship, and that should never, ever be taken
0: for granted. Andy, tell us about the uh, the women's basketball program. Let's stay there talking hoops, and we just saw the conclusion of the first year of Johnny Harris. That's a program that you obviously were the radio voice of for three plus decades, and, and to see a new coach come in, a pair of top twenty-five or, or even exciting victories uh, for that team. What's it like seeing a program uh, really getting excited and, and, and being rejuvenated? Yeah.
1: Well, it, it, the, the thing that that stands out to me, in spite, of, in including. Those wins against Georgia Tech on the road and Tennessee at Auburn is the fact that in her first class at Auburn, her first recruiting class, it's a top 15 recruiting class naturally wow. coming in, and that that's what stands out to me. And listen, in addition to those those signature wins on the road at Georgia Tech against the former Auburn head coach and Nell Fortner, and at home against Tennessee, and anytime you beat Tennessee regardless of where it is it's a special win how many games did they come close and just couldn't close the deal this past season that was a much improved team that auburn fielded a year ago and i truly believe once you get Romy back Romy levy back and auburn lost her for the whole season to that torn acl you're immediately a better ball club this season uh i i see nothing but but Success moving forward and continued success for Coach Jay and this Auburn women's basketball team. And I look forward to watching them this season. Uh, I I think this will continue to be a program to be reckoned with. And I would not be at all surprised if if Britt Bowen doesn't get to call some postseason basketball, whether it's the NCAA tournament or the women's NIT in Coach Jay's second year on the Plains.
0: Should be fun. We're certainly looking forward to that. Again, it's it's July, and we want to move forward, but a a moment of reflection here as well with this academic year coming to a close and athletics wrapping up too. Andy, maybe give us a a sport or two that don't get sort of the national spotlight or or even regional spotlight that uh, did amazing things this past season. Who can we highlight here? Uh, Athletic teams.
1: You you need to to highlight uh, equestrian because it won another SEC championship. Um, and, and, and did so at home, which it had never done. Auburn has won several national championships and SEC championships, but it had never won an SEC championship at home, and Auburn did that. How about the Final Four finish for Auburn women's golf at the NCAA championships this past season? Um, and, and a Final Four finish for Auburn gymnastics. It's first ever uh, for Auburn. And a great deal of that team now comes back uh for, for Coach Grava. Good luck getting tickets to Auburn gymnastics this coming season. Uh, because, you know, I think a year ago we all knew about SUNY Lee and we and and she had the, the, the magical summer at the Olympics. Now the pressure's on Auburn gymnastics. They have made the final four. They have almost everybody back this coming season. So how do they deal with those expectations? But that's that's part of it. When you're building a program, you want to get to that point where you're dealing with the expectations. And Auburn Gymnastics will do that. But again, uh, look at what both of the tennis programs did. Auburn men's and women's tennis. Uh, Women's tennis got to host and advanced out of their own region. Men's tennis were in the NCAA tournament for the first time in in some time. And I think this, uh, in addition to Coach Jay, guys, watch out for Auburn swimming and diving. I think under Ryan Wakamurka, who was, of course, a national champion for Auburn, under David Marsh, in his time on the Plains, he continues to build this program uh, back. Hopefully, to to where it was when when he was a student athlete at Auburn. I know I'm leaving some folks out there, but those are a couple of the highlights I believe.
0: Andy, let's look ahead to the future a little bit. Football season coming up not too long from now. You look around the country; a lot of people are not too high on this Auburn football team. But you come into to kind of the I guess to the practice field that. You come into Auburn, and it seems like this team has a lot of confidence in itself. These guys all really believe in each other. What do you think is leading to that level of confidence for this football team?
1: Well, let me say this. It doesn't matter what anyone else believes about this team. It's what does this team believe about itself, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, look, Auburn baseball was not given a chance to make the NCAA tournament. Then wasn't even given a chance to host in the NCAA tournament. And when it did host in the NCAA tournament, it was told that it didn't deserve to host. And then, of course, it won that regional and went out to Oregon State where no one gave this team a chance, and it won. So did this team believe? It absolutely did. Does this Auburn football team believe? I believe it does. I certainly know the Auburn head coach in Brian Harson, does, and spending some time with him this spring at the, at the various ambush events that he and Coach Pearl um, and Alan Green and President Roberts uh, went to uh, in, the, in the spring. It really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. What does this team believe? And if you read the comments, especially for the guys that have come back, that had a chance to move on, whether it was the NFL or move on uh, as a pilot for Delta, for example, yeah. <laughs> these, guys, these guys chose to come back and play for Brian Harson. And I think that says a lot about Coach Harson and his staff as well. Will that translate into wins this fall? We're going to find out. It is a brutal schedule, once again, for Auburn football. I just think those first five games for Auburn, Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, Missouri, and LSU, from September 3rd through October 1st, that's where Auburn has to make hay early on. It has to build momentum in those first five games to get ready for Georgia and Ole Miss in back-to-back weeks on the road, home against a very improved and confident Arkansas program at a Mississippi State where you suffered your most heartbreaking loss or to that team that you suffered its most heartbreaking loss a year ago. And then, oh, by the way, Texas A on the 12th of November, home against Western Kentucky, and then you finished the year on the road in the Iron Bowl. So those first five games are vital, I think, for Auburn as far as momentum, and continuing to have confidence for this Auburn team before you get ready to go on the road and you've got three games in a five-week span or three games in a four-game span that all comes on the road between October 8th and November 5th.
0: Andy Burcham, he's the voice of the Auburn Tigers. He's joining us here on the program, getting ready for this football season coming up here in 2022. And as we get set for the second season of Brian Harson, we've seen a couple of staff changes out on the recruiting trail right now and and andy i know that that's something that so many people in a football crazed world down here in the sec are always focusing on what future classes could look like and that sort of thing auburn getting off to a bit of a slower start in 2023 as someone who's the voice of the auburn tigers fan base how would you tell them to continue to be optimistic and that uh, good things are still coming for future years of auburn tiger football players
1: Well, there is still time for this class, one. Uh, Would we all like for this class to be ranked higher than it is right now? Yes. Does this staff know that it needs to continue to build with a strong recruiting class? Yes, it does. Um, With regard to the new members on this staff, one, one guy already I think that is starting to make his mark, and this is a guy that never recruited until now, and that's Ike Hilliard, who spent his entire career after he was a terrific wide receiver for the Florida Gators and in the NFL, but spent his entire career as a coach in the NFL. And from all indications, he's already doing it, getting out there and getting after it on the recruiting trail right now. So I think that's very good news for Auburn at this point. We'll just have to wait and see how this class comes together. And I don't want to minimize a strong recruiting class because you have to have it in this league, in this league more than any league in the country. You have to have a strong recruiting class. But that's part, that's a part of your program. How do you develop those players? How do you take, hopefully, those four and five star guys, or if not, two and three, four five star guys, and how do you develop them over their careers at Auburn? That's one thing I think Brian Harson has always done a very good job at as a head coach, whether it be Boise State or in his time here, his short time here at Auburn, and that is developing the talent that he has. Does that minimize the need for a strong recruiting class? No, it does not. But it is also an indication of this program. How will those players be developed at Auburn? And I think eventually that's going to also lead to some recruiting classes because folks will be able to see what, what those recruits have come in and how they have developed over their time at Auburn. Andy, talking about that recruiting, another guy, uh, who seems to – I'm going to get your comments on the mark that he's made, but a guy that has uh, used to be on the show here with us on Sports Call and has done a great job, but Travon Reed, former Auburn player, uh, seems like he's really making a lot of uh, noise on the recruiting trail there for Auburn. Just your thoughts on Travon Reed and the, and the impact that he has had over there. Well, I, I know at one point when Auburn was down a coach or two, he was allowed to go out and recruit. Yeah. Um, you can only have a certain amount of uh, coaches out there recruiting – Whatever role that Travon has been in, from what I gather, he has succeeded at. And um, I, I think that Auburn is fortunate to have Travon Reed as part of its program. And in whatever capacity he's a part of, I think he will continue to, to be of great benefit to this Auburn football program. It must have been the time he had on sports
0: call, right? (laughs) That's what we like to say. That's certainly what we like to say. Andy, 54 days until the first football game of the season. 54 days until we get to hear you on the call for some Auburn Tigers football. We certainly do appreciate the time. We'll chat with you as the season continues to get closer. Enjoy the rest of your summer, my friend. My pleasure, guys. Have a great
1: day. War Eagle.